0: Hey, one more time, we want to welcome all the people that are watching online around the world here in Apple Valley. Can we welcome the people that are joining River Valley online this weekend? Thank you for being with us. You are a part of our church, and we're so glad that you've joined us. If you've been here the last couple weeks, you would know that we are a part, we're in, in the middle of a Hold Nothing Back series. Hold Nothing Back is the vision that Pastor Robin Becca set before us at the beginning of the year, that we're going to hold nothing back for Jesus Christ in 2020. I've said it before, I'll say it again. It feels like 2020 has held nothing back on us but we're gonna end the year strong, holding nothing back for Jesus Christ. Anybody here agree with that? Let's hold nothing back for Jesus. The first week we talked uh, talked about surrender. And last week, as we celebrated our 25th anniversary as a church, uh, we talked about gratitude, which is awesome. And these, these weekend messages are coinciding with our Hold Nothing Back life groups. We've got uh, just a ton of Hold Nothing Back life groups in homes and offered digitally as well. Uh, my wife and I are leading a digital group. We've got some people from this campus here, but we've also got people from six different states, a part of our online campus. They might be watching right now and I've, I've loved Love the series so far. Check this out too, uh, because I think this is worth celebrating. There are 216 people right now in a hold nothing back life group, and it is their first thing that they've ever done with River Valley Church. Their first step of engagement, they've never been a part of our church engaged. That means they've, they've maybe never checked their kids in. They've never connected to the Wi-Fi. Maybe they've never gave or gone on a global team. But the first thing that they've ever done, they said, in this season, I'm getting in a life group. 216 people, brand new to our church in community. And so we celebrate that. Today, we're going to talk about prayer. Just gave a little pause, see if anybody cheer about it, but... We'll get there, we'll get there. Today we're talking about prayer, the importance and the power of prayer. And in just a moment, we're gonna to go to Matthew chapter six, Matthew chapter seven as well. But before we go there, let's bring it back to the Old Testament. There, there was uh, the moment where the 10 Commandments happened. If you remember that, if you grew up in church, the 10 Commandments a famous story. It happened on Mount Sinai. Mount Sinai, and the leader that was leading the people of God at that time, his name was Moses. Mount Sinai meaning uh, sin, actually, is another way to spell sin, this mountain. And Moses goes up to the mountain to get a message from God. And there's all these different things that just, Take this in for a moment, to hear from God. God comes to the mountain to meet Moses, one person to deliver a message so that Moses can go down and deliver the message to the people. And what does he come down and deliver? He delivers what we call today the law, what we call today the Ten Commandments. Moses delivers, and a lot of them start with, thou shalt not. Think about that moment. Epic moment, but what we're about to read is a redemption moment where Jesus, he goes to not Mount Sinai, but he goes up onto a mount. They call it the Mount of the Beatitudes, but where he delivers probably the greatest sermon, the greatest message of all time called the Sermon on the Mount. And it wasn't God coming now to one person to then be a middleman to deliver the word of God to all the people. It was Jesus Christ who is God delivering a message to everybody, It's a picture of the new covenant. It's a picture of what it means to follow Jesus. You no longer need a middleman. You no longer need a priest. You no longer need to go through all the cleansing rituals to hear from God, to get into the presence of God. And what does Jesus deliver? He delivers not thou shalt not, but blessed are those who are poor in spirit. Blessed are those who are meek. He brings blessing. These are, this, this is, he, he flips it upside down. He starts to teach a new way of being a citizen in the kingdom of God, a new way of living. It's no longer eye for an eye. It's turn the other cheek. It's no longer love your neighbor and hate your enemy. It's love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Jesus flips it. And that's what we're about to read When we talk about prayer, Matthew chapter six, this same sermon, he brings the Lord's prayer, the Lord's prayer. Let's read Matthew chapter six, verse five. Jesus said, and when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their Reward. We could stop right there. We don't gotta, like that's a whole message. When you pray, when you pray, when you pray, when you give your life to Jesus Christ, you better find a time to pray, a time to pray. Do you have a time to pray? Not just a time to pray. What's your posture when you pray? He says, don't be like the hypocrites. In fact, that word uh, as it's described, the original language is like somebody wearing a mask. I get the irony of the moment. But when you come to God, you don't wear a mask. You don't cover up. You are your authentic, true self. The Bible said God knows your need even before you bring it up to him. He knows. He knows who you are, but you gotta bring your authentic self. Don't be like the hypocrites all masked up pretending to be something they're not. What's the posture? They stand out in the streets to let everybody know how awesome they are at praying. But the Bible says that we should go into secret Go into secret. It says, but when you pray, go into your room, shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. Do you have a time to pray? Do you have the posture of humility when you pray, bringing your authentic self, talking to the Lord? And do you have a place to pray? We could just wrap up right there, probably. But we'll keep going. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. from evil. Jump over to Matthew chapter seven, starting in verse seven. It says this, Jesus, the same sermon, the same message says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find knock and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives and the one who seeks finds and the one who knocks, it will be opened. for which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone. Or if he asks for a fish, we'll give him a serpent. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? The title of my message, if you're taking notes here or online. It's kind of a play on words you know in church we've we've got you know even pastor rob he'll he'll end his sermons amen and amen amen and amen when you when you walk into church sometimes the old school church say god is good all the time my goodness what are we doing these are church sayings there's new people in the room or online like what are we doing god is good all the time and all the time god is good well, what do we do on easter he is risen He's risen indeed. Some of you guys are church people. You've been around a little while. So here's here's the title of the message. Pray and pray again. It's kind of like amen and amen. Pray and pray again. Pray and pray again. What, we sh- what should we do? Pray and pray again. Should we pray again? Let's pray again. Should we do it again? Let's do it again. Let's pray and pray again. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for these moments together. Thank you for your presence that's here in this room but not just in this room, anybody on this live stream right now. Lord, we pray that your presence would be made known tonight, that you would do only what you can do. I pray that as I speak, that it would be your words and that the atmosphere of faith would be stirred up, believing that when we pray, it could be effective, that when we pray, it's heard. When we pray, you are able to answer and meet a need pray all these things in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. When I was growing up, we, we used to uh, do a road trip. Uh, we grew up in Wisconsin. We used to do a road trip from Wisconsin to Montana. Wisconsin to Montana. It was a long drive. It's, it's multiple days, Wisconsin to Montana. It's a long drive. And we used to drive uh, back in the day of the safari van. Anybody remember the safari van? This is a death trap if you're in the third row because those windows don't roll down, they just crack at the tiniest acute triangle angle you've ever seen. It's, it, you can't breathe back there in the safari van. It's, it takes two days, to, over two days to get to Montana from Wisconsin to Montana. And we would go on these road trips and, and my dad was a little bit of a MacGyver and it, but this is back before we had the flat screens and the iPads, we would, we would put a box TV on top of the cooler and we would Velcro some speakers into the back. And we had the greatest surround sound experience of all time, Uh, but, but it's just a long trip. And as kids growing up, this is classic. We're not the only ones that did this. Maybe you've got kids that do this to this day. What's the classic road trip question that would be thrown out when you're just driving? Anybody know? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Dad, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? The, the, just, uh, I, the other one is, I'm, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. But I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Can we stop and get some food? I'm hungry. we got to get some food. Like, just the repetition. And it's like, please, we're going to get there. Just please, just wait. And I can just, just sense, like, my, my parents, just their patience is running out. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? and uh, we're talking about prayer, and the idea that as humans and as parents, sometimes it's like, be quiet. Like, it's enough. Like, I've answered the question too many times. I'm losing my mind. The difference between us and our Father is that as children, when we come to Him and say, is today the day? God, are you going to show up today? Are you going to make it happen today? Is the prayer request going to be met today? Is today the day? Are we going to do it today? Are we there yet? You know what? He doesn't say, be quiet. He loves it. He loves it. Let's pray and let's pray again. God wants us leaning in. Is today the day? Are we there yet? Are you coming back tomorrow? Are you coming back today? Is today the day of salvation, of healing, of provision, of restoration, of comfort? Is today the day? If it's okay, I'm going to preach like I feel it. Is today the day. It's today the day. By the way, at the end of this service, we're going to have a time for a little bit of an altar call where we're going to have prayer team members that are going to pray over needs. And I believe, I believe that today is the day. Today, today's the day. But before we get there, and start expecting something now, by the way. Right now, start expecting that God could do something. Today's the day. Because we're going to get there. But I want to talk about five ingredients of effective prayer. Effective prayer. When we pray, we want it to be effective. So if there's some tips and some tricks, some ingredients we can make sure that are a part of our prayer, that it actually makes a difference, that, that God hears us, that, that he meets our needs. Let's, let's talk about what we can kind of add into the mix so that these prayers are, are effective. Anybody want to be an effective prayer? That when you pray, it's effective. Okay, let's talk about it. The first one, The first ingredient is that we pray in faith. We pray in faith. There's people in this room, you're hearing this for the first time. We pray in faith about what? We pray in faith that God hears us. He's able to hear us. The Bible says in 1 John 5, 14, 15, and this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. We have faith that God hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of him. We pray in faith, not just that God hears, but that he is able to do above and beyond anything that we ask, think, or imagine. We believe that God hears us, but also that he's able to meet a need. Anybody believe that God hears us when we pray and that he's able to meet our need? This is what we believe. You want effective prayer? You pray in faith. It's better to have faith. Small little mustard-sized seed faith in a great God, than great faith in a small God. And there's a lot of people living for a lot of different things. You might be here saying, Well, I don't have, what I got, what I got to do? I got to have faith. What do I got to do? I got to have faith. I what do I got to do? And it's okay. A mustard seed size faith in a great God, you've got faith. You've got faith. That's effective. First ingredient is pray in faith. Second one is we pray in Jesus' name. We actually pray to the Father in the name of the Son, by the power of the Holy Spirit. So we believe in a triune God. And all three parts of God all three persons of God are involved as we pray. We pray to the Father in the name of the Son by the power of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that cool? That's crazy. It's like, well, am I doing this right? Pray to the Father in the name of the Son by the power of the Holy Spirit. The fact that you're praying to God, it's by the power of the Holy Spirit. You couldn't pray unless it was for the power of the Holy Spirit. But you pray in the name of Jesus, and you might be here uh, saying, "Well, so do I? Got to use Jesus name? Like, I got to okay, so I got to say Jesus name. I got to say that's what you know. That's what I'm doing. And it's less about just saying." in the name of Jesus, otherwise it doesn't count, and more about the fact that are you praying by the approval and authority of Jesus? And you are, when you're praying in the will of God, you're praying in the approval and the authority of Jesus. So don't get tripped up on like, am I saying the right words? Am I Did I did I say dear Jesus? Should I say dear Jesus? Should I say dear Father? If we're praying to the Father, how should this work? And where's the Holy Spirit? How do I do the Holy Spirit part? The Holy Spirit part happens as you pray to the Father. It's all, The only way you're praying to the Father is by the power of the Holy Spirit. But you're, it's not just, oh, I didn't say in Jesus' name. Now it's not gonna happen. It's by the approval and the authority of Jesus, which he gives to you. He gives to you when you pray the will of the father. we all on the same page. John 14, 13 and 14 says, whatever you ask in my name, this I will do. Jesus said in my name, this I will do that the father may be glorified in the son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. It's like you go to a concert. You say, I'm friends with the band. I'm friends with the band. I can can I get in? Can I, I'm friends with the band. When you pray with the approval and the authority of Jesus, you're friends with God. Pray in Jesus' name. Third thing, we're going somewhere. Third thing, pray, so pray in faith, pray in faith that he hears us, he's able. We pray in Jesus' name. Third thing, we pray in harmony with God's will, in harmony with God's will. So wait, if I pray in Jesus' name and if I have faith he's able to do it, can I just pray for anything and it happens? Nope, gotta pray in harmony with God's will. First John five fourteen. if we ask anything according to his will, we just read it, according to his will, according to his will, he hears us. Check this out. Isaiah 55, eight and nine reminds us, God says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. God answers in his way, in his way, in his way. When I said about having small faith in a great God rather than great faith in a small God, here's an example. There are people from other belief systems and and there's an old Greek story. Old Greek story. There was the goddess Aurora, and she loved this man who was a mortal. And, and she wanted to marry him. This is a, an old Greek story. She wanted to marry him, so she goes to Zeus and says, Zeus, I want to marry this guy, but I'm, I'm a goddess. I'm immortal. Can you make him immortal? Make him so he lives forever. And the story goes that Zeus made that happen that he would live forever, but what she forgot to say is that he would live young forever. And so he lives forever while he's getting older and older and older and older. Our God is not like that. He doesn't. He doesn't try to play tricks. He doesn't try to play games with you. He's not just saying, "Well, you didn't say. You didn't use the right lingo, the right language. The, the like you, you didn't." It, 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 you just you just missed it. God's not playing games. He gives good gifts to his children. He's got your back, but we pray in God's will knowing that it's his way is higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our, it's gonna, he's going to answer in his way. And we may not always understand the way that he answers or the timeline that he answers or why it kind of went this way or that way. We trust and we pray in God's will. Number 4, we pray with pure motives. Pray with pure motives. You can do the right thing with the wrong heart and you're wrong. The right thing with the wrong heart and we're wrong. God doesn't just care about what we do. He cares about the heart behind what we do. And when we pray, are we praying with the right heart, the right motives? The prayers of a righteous per- person. I think the old, old old school says, availeth much. The prayers of a righteous man availeth Much. It's not just righteousness in Christ, but it's also this desire and this heart, the motive. God, I I, I want to be more like you. I'm open-handed. I, so God, J- Jesus Christ, because of what he did on the cross, we, we have been perfected. We are in right standing with God. But also our heart has to lean into the process called sanctification, being made more holy, more like Christ, more perfected. The flip side is Psalm sixty-six eighteen. If I had cherished iniquity in my heart, iniquity meaning sin, The Lord would not have listened. You want effective prayer? You can't be holding on to secret sin. You can't be holding on to your old way of living. You got to say, God, I'm praying to you. I'm coming to you. I'm open-handed. Take it away. Take it away. Clean me. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. When we pray, you want it to be effective? Let's pray in faith, in the name of Jesus, in God's will. And let's also believe and pray with pure motives. The fifth ingredient. And we're almost done. The fifth ingredient is persistence. Persistence. And I, you know, if you grew up in church, the first four are the first four are like, we get it, we've heard it, we get it. But the fifth one, persistence. Persistence. Pray and pray again. Pray and pray again. Tonight, we are gonna pray. Today, we're gonna pray again and believe God for a miracle. Ask and keep on asking. That, the word when we say ask and you ask, Ask and you will receive. The the actual the tense of the verb is present, meaning keep on, keep on asking, keep on praying, keep on knocking, keep on, keep on. Don't get discouraged. Don't get down. Don't slip out. Like uh, let's keep on praying. Ask and keep on asking. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Is today the day? Is today the day? God loves it, and we lean in. Luke chapter 11 actually kind of shares the same story of Sermon on the Mount, but gives some different detail. I love to read that in the message, verse 5 through 9. Then Jesus said, imagine what would happen if you went to a friend in the middle of the night and said, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. There's an old friend traveling through who just showed up, and I don't have a thing on hand. The friend answers from his bed, don't bother me. The door is locked. My children are all down for the night. I can't get up to give you anything. But let me tell you, even if he won't get up because he's a friend, if you stand your ground, knocking and waking all the neighbors, he'll finally get up and get you whatever you need. Here's what I'm saying. Ask and you'll get, seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be open to you. I love this, it says, woke up the whole neighborhood. We got the whole neighborhood out here praying. We're coming to pray and pray again. They're not answering, not coming through. Like God, I'm, I'm trusting you, I'm praying in your will. I'm waiting for it to happen, and and I'm going to keep on. I'm going to keep on. You might be here with a need in your life you've been praying for for decades, but let's pray again. Let's do it again. Let's believe God can do it today, that today's the day. Later in Luke chapter 18... Jesus shares this other story. And anytime time he shares two different, he shares two parables, two stories, making the same point. He's like trying to get it across to us. Our human mind's frail and quick to forget. So Jesus says it again, just a different story. Luke 18, one through eight says, and he told them the parable to, effect, uh, to the effect that they ought to always pray and not lose heart. He said in a certain city, there was a judge uh, who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, give me justice against my adversary Nevertheless, when the son of man comes, will he find faith on earth? Effective prayer. Let's pray in faith. Let's pray in Jesus name. Let's pray in harmony with God's will. Let's pray with pure motive and desire and let's pray persistently. Ask and keep on asking seek and keep on seeking, knock and keep on knocking. I have friends that are praying and praying again for healing in their life. Even in our life group, the needs that have come up in week two. We have a brand new friend right now in the middle actively miscarrying. Need a miracle. God make it happen. And the encouragement is pray and keep on praying, pray and keep on praying. I have friends that are praying and believing for a miracle, for a relationship so that they could be married, so that they could, it's a good desire. I have friends that are praying for provision. And I've seen friends get discouraged. I've been discouraged at times praying. I gotta keep on praying, gotta keep on praying. And the word of the Lord is, let's let's do it again. And today could be the day. Today could be the day. There's a commentary that said anyone who prays is bound to want to know to what kind of God they're praying. They want to know in what kind of atmosphere their prayer will be heard. Are they praying to a grudging God out of to whom every gift has to be squeezed and coerced? Is he praying to a mockingbird God whose gifts may be double-edged? Or are they praying to a God whose heart is so kind that he is more ready to give than we are to ask? So what are you believing for? Sometimes when we end a service or end a life group or something like that, we say, anybody got prayer requests? And it's like, sometimes it's like crickets, you know? Like, I'm good. I feel good, you know? So I always love flipping it. If you knew God was in the room, and if you knew God was going to meet this need today, what would you ask for? (sighs) You know, it's like like I if if it was gonna ha- if it's gonna happen today, if I got a, I for sure got a need, for sure got a desire, for sure got a dream. I would like if he's gonna do that. And as we get ready to close, I'm gonna pray. And in just a moment, we're gonna sing. We're gonna have a ministry moment. And online, if you're watching, you're able to write even into the chat. We've got people hosting the needs that you have. We're going to be praying for your needs. Today could be the day. Let's pray together. Jesus, we thank you for these moments. I ask that when we pray, it would be effective. I thank you that you hear us. You are able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask, think, or imagine. You're able to do it. We believe it. And so the prayers that are about to be prayed in the next few moments, I pray that today would be the day, today would be the day that you would do only what you can do meet needs, heal bodies, restore relationships, provide for those that are in need, give sleep to those who are sleepless, bring calm and comfort and peace that surpasses our understanding. Lord, move, move, move today. Today is today the day. I believe it is. Pray these things in Jesus' name.